we're here with yet another episode. Yeah, that's right. We here. Be visuals, you gotta understand. We grown, we consistent, we moving forward, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we moving to a place that I never been done before. We're on the Unselfish Behavior Podcast for yet another episode, and we have a very, very, very special guest in the building. You already know we bring top of the line, like top notch, you know what I'm saying? Like representation of the city. We got the one and only James Beast Mode. James the Beast yes, Wilson yes, in the building right now. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, huh? The champ is here. You feel me? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yes, sir. So James Wilson, man, for those who, for those people out there who don't know who you are, yeah. I always like to jump into the episode with allowing my guests to have the space mm. to just kind of touch on who you are, what you stand for, and what you do. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm James the Beast Wilson, man, a professional boxer heavyweight boxer man uh professional mma fire professional kickboxer professional muay thai mm. um former uh nfl uh I, i've pretty much done all athletics man and uh, at a high level yep um you know inner city kid from la man and uh here to you know make an impact baby on every stage on on everything in this world man you yes know what sir I mean? it's beast mode or no mode beast mode or no mode he's in the you building mean? you gotta understand all yeah. those things that he just named ladies and gentlemen he's basically saying he will beat your motherfucking ass yeah but i'm humble huh? you know he humble saying? so i'll say hey, it for him hey. he will whoop your motherfucking ass <laughs> if you fuck around with the fuck around is what yeah, my man don't is fuck saying. around with the fuck don't around, fuck around man. with the fuck around you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. my man james obviously oh, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned something brother i'm very passionate about which is boxing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who know me know that King Q is very passionate about the sport yes, of boxing. That's right. And right now, boxing is in a very fascinating space mm. because I don't think, in my opinion, I want to yeah. get yours. Okay. You know, you look at everything from the featherweight division all the way to the heavyweight division. Mm. Obviously, for the past century, I think the welterweight division has kind of been, you know, obviously with Mayweather and right. Canelo and Pacquiao. Yeah. These are all welterweights. Right. And people don't understand how small these dudes are. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Niggas yeah. be looking at them yeah. niggas like they knocking niggas out and they big. Yeah. No, these no. niggas is tiny. Mm -hmm. Little dudes. Right. What, what's your opinion right now on the state of boxing as a whole? Mm. What's, your, what's, your, um, what's your perspective on that? I think uh, all around, mm -hmm. um, it's going to come up. Mm. Um, for a minute, the small guys are running the show. Mm -hmm. For like the past decade, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's been a little guy at the World yeah. Rights, you know what I mean? Just kind of taking over. The heavyweight division died down a bit. Um, but now the heavyweight division is coming back. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We on a, it's a good time right now. Yeah. It's back on the rise. And uh, every division is pretty much loaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's great because when you look at all the earlier boxing, man, mm -hmm. it was all about when you turn on HBO – it was the heavyweight. That was all heavyweights. The heavyweight. Yep. That was the show. Holyfield, Lennox yeah, I mean, Lewis, yeah. Tyson. You know, he, yeah. he was packed. Riddick Bowe. Riddick Bowe. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Come on now. That yeah. was that was a sight to see. So it's really yeah. dope, man, that we getting this division back on the rise, man. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Not only because it's back, but because the beast is in there. Come on in now. In the mix. So <laughs> it's going down, man. For real. What sets you apart? If somebody asked you, James, what sets you apart from any other fighter mm. right now? What would you tell them? Um, you know what? My aggressiveness. Mm. Now, we're going to talk about just boxing for a moment because I've done yeah. every other combative sport. Mm -hmm. But as far as in the heavyweight division in boxing, man, I don't feel like not too many guys got that kill switch. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, they, they'll throw one or two shots yep. and then they'll stop and just try to, they no, I'm coming. Four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm not stopping until the mm -hmm. ref come in or you down on the ground. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, I think that's the biggest difference. That's not to say these guys ain't good fighters, mm -hmm. that they can't fight. Yeah, they get at what they do. 
But what I do is just different. Mm. You know what I mean? I, it, it's a killer instinct. And mm. I think the majority of the guys in the heavyweight division don't got it. That's real. You look at Deontay, he's looking for one shot. Mm-hmm. You look at AJ, who's my boy, he's only going to throw about two or three and mm. then stop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You look at uh, Fury, he's going to try to move, shake yeah. and bait, play yeah. the Muhammad Ali, hit yeah. you and run and move. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I'm trying to pin you down, chop your body up, yep. cut your head off. Come on now. So, yeah. <laughs> we ain't had nobody even talk like that since yeah. Tyson. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, hey. what, what, where does that? That mindset come from i think you know what of, man yeah. it's it's just something deep rooted you know yeah what i mean i think er- everything you know stems from something right and i don't know if it's stuff from my childhood yeah you know what i'm saying that's pent up that i ain't dealt with but man, i'm taking but it out on all you niggas. yeah yeah but yeah. it's just like yo I'm, I'm i'm not in here to box 12 rounds for right what? right that's you know what i mean that's like, real. i'm trying to get in get out that's you know? real so that's real yeah. but obviously you have fighters like especially tyson fury i think yeah. out of those three names that you named tyson fury is a dancer yeah. Tyson Fury yeah. ain't looking to knock no fucking body right. out. The right. nigga ain't really even got no right. knockout power, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think Tyson Fury looking to knock no fucking body right. out. The nigga's a, I'm not going to call him a clown. I just right. think Tyson Fury is is very intentional. He's like a big Mayweather. Like he's just looking to beat you in rounds. Yeah. Right. He's not looking to go in there and knock nobody right. out, do no he damage. He wants to be pretty. He want to be pretty. Flash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for people like that, when you mm. do go against opponents that mm. are looking to dance and looking to kind of score points in right. rounds, are you ready for that aspect of boxing as well, or is that kind of like nigga, fuck that? That ain't even a thought in my mind because I'm knocking it. I'm knocking right. these niggas out within right. the first four rounds. Yeah, see, and actually that's funny because Fury, out of all the big guys, and here's the thing: everybody's look like basketball players now. Yeah, everybody in the hey, is super tall, six tall, five, linky, six, six, yeah. six, seven. Yeah, Fury, what six nine? Yeah, you know nigga, what I mean, big. he could move for a big dude. He's yeah, slick. Yeah, but at the same time. A lot of these guys ain't got the footwork to cut these guys off who like to move. Mm. You know what I mean? They ain't got the head movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the difference. And that's why a lot of these guys, for example, who's fighting Wilder, they mm. getting knocked out because they're standing right on the end of his punch. They're doing what he want them to do. They're not pressing. Yeah, they stay yeah. in his range. They're not pressing the issue. They ain't got the footwork or the head movement to press mm. the issue. You know what I mean? That, that's the difference in what mm-hmm. I bring to the division. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with all of them, Hey, how you gonna stop me from getting yeah, inside? That's real. Yeah, you can move. My, I can guarantee you, I got the fastest feet in the heavyweight Come division. On. You know what I mean? And there might be some of these guys who've been doing this since they was kids. They might have more experience, mm. but they ain't got the skill set. Come that on, I got, you know what I mean, so that's the difference. I love it. Do you think that you being so versatile mm. in different different aspects of combat sports? Mm. Do you think that's a testament to your footwork? And do you think that more fighters should look to kind of explore mm-hmm. different avenues of fighting to just kind of add more tools to the shit? Um. I definitely think, especially like coming from kickboxing, right? Yeah. So most of the time when we punch, we end in that combination with a kick. With a kick. Got so you. our angles, our feet, and everything is different. Got so you. me bringing that, having that first and then bringing that into boxing, Got it was you. a little more easier. I could cut different angles easier because mm-hmm. I'm used to a kick coming. So my foot will be in this place. It's going to be here. So Got you. It, just, it, all, it all helped. Got At the you. end of the day, you know what I mean? Got you. Yeah. How important is mentorship in boxing or in fighting, combat yeah. sports in, in general, to have somebody who's done what you're looking to mm-hmm. do? How important is it to kind of have somebody that's kind of like training you or, right. you know, speak to me from a trainer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, how important has your trainers been in combat sports to contribute towards who you are today? Yeah. It's, it's funny, like a lot of guys, they usually stick with like one coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a set of coaches that I rotate between. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I kind of do that is because I take bits and pieces from everybody yep. and I make my own salad. Mm-hmm. You there know what I mean? Go. You take what you, what you <laughs> like, what you don't like, you take yeah. it out. You, yeah. you mix it all together you, and, you, and you got your salad. Love it. You got your own flavor, your own twist. You know yep. what I mean? And 
having that teacher is important. Anybody could be a coach. It's a difference between being a coach and there being a teacher. There we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, so yeah. it's easy to put somebody through a workout and do this, but to be able to tap into the fighter's mind, mm. that's a teacher. That's where that teacher come in, mm. where they get to calm down. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You see this? When you do this, I need you to do this. They get, mm-hmm. they get to be your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that teacher is very important, more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. Working that mental aspect, man, because all this is, man, it's mm-hmm. 90% mental. It's mental. I mean, yeah, you got to put the work in, but if that mind ain't right, you can be in shape all you want. If that mind ain't right, you go in the fight, it ain't going to work out the way you want it. That's real. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation in in combat, in a combat exchange to where you've, you know, been in a certain round or you go mm-hmm. to your corner and you're like, damn, okay. Physically, yeah. I got it. But mentally, it's like, okay, I got to turn the fucking switch on. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever felt broken or felt defeated. Got you. But I've been in a situation where where one of my coaches lift me up like, yo, we might be down. Mm. It's time for you to turn that shit on. Turn that shit you know up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It don't mean it, – and sometimes it's mind tricks. Yeah. You might not even be losing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real. And that's a good teacher, right? Yeah. And that's, and yeah, you might not even be losing. They'll tell you, all right, yo, you, champ, you're down. And, and my mind's like, oh, shit, okay. Mm. No, we can't, we can't be in this position. Gotcha. Now I got to make a decision. Now I got to turn it on. Now I got to press the gas. Mm. And that's, you know, how they just kind of rev you up a little bit. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. How important is it to have that switch? I think a lot of people, especially me being a boxing fan, right. and I actually boxed for five years. It was yeah. something that I fell in love with, yeah. bro. Yeah. Right? I started boxing when I was about 18 years old. Mm. I fell absolutely in love with yeah. it. I was boxing at Westside Boxing Gym, a very okay, popular yeah. boxing gym yeah. in LA. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've already, yeah, yeah. My boy, up. shout out to Nacho. Yeah. Show. Shout out to my yeah. main man, Jose, down there. They are sponsored by Golden Boy. Yes, but them boys down there, nigga, they push you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and when I got in boxing, the first thing that I thought about was, wow, the conditioning. Yeah. And <laughs> this shit is like yeah. on a whole. Yeah. Like, nigga, for outside looking in, when you're not into athletics, when right. you're not into any type of sports, right. for me, I'm thinking from a conditioning standpoint, mm-hmm. soccer probably had like the. Mm. I'm yeah, like, cause they're yeah. just running all day. Yeah. It's just it's straight yeah. conditioning. Right. But no, sir. Yeah. Boxing is exploring every Absolutely. aspect of your body. Absolutely, nigga. I gained such a respect for <laughs> boxers. I'm like, yo, you niggas is crazy. Three minutes, nigga. Right, right, right. Up right, in here, right, right. bro. Just like throwing shit, and it's like, right. yo, three minutes when you in there. That shit feel like 10. Yeah, yeah. That shit feel like 10, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're getting hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you moving and shit. (laughs) What's kind of, what what attracted Mm. you to boxing? What attracted you to Mm. boxing in particular? I think boxing is completely different than MMA. Absolutely. I think boxing is completely different from Muay Thai. I think boxing is completely different from kickboxing. Mm -hmm. What attracted you to to want to to explore boxing? Um, You know what? I, uh. I'm, I'm all about hands. There we like, go. Even though I've done everything else where I have to kick and no wrestling, jujitsu and everything else. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just want to throw my hands. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially like being a heavyweight, for example, in MMA. Mm-hmm. These dudes just like to wrestle. They like to they take, take you take down. They want to take you down. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. trying to lay around on the ground and do That's all weird. that. No, stand up and let's throw these things. That's right. So it was like, you know what? Let me utilize what I got, man. Got why, so why not go ahead and on and just, and just do it? Got you. And at the end of the day, it's a great time. Because the division, the division is coming back up. You know what I mean? Right. And there's nobody who got what the beast got. That's right. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, start this wave. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Are you open to exploring different avenues of combat sports right now? Or are you just gun ho on like, yo, 
I'm in boxing right now. Yeah. I'm only focused on boxing. If a yeah. contract comes my way from MMA or Bellator or anybody right. else, I'm denying that. I'm rejecting that because my focus is on here. Yeah. Or are you open to other avenues and opportunities? Um, I'm definitely <clears throat> just primarily focused on boxing right now. Love it. And I've had an opportunity where I've, I've got an a offer for a world title fight in Germany for kickboxing. Mm. I'm declining it. Because right now, man, I'm just in pursuit of this world heavyweight champ. You there know what I mean? Boxing has so much history. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of the oldest sports. Mm-hmm. And, man, it's just, it's boxing. There's, yeah. there's nothing like boxing. Yeah, ain't you know, nothing you know like what motherfucking mean? boxing. They be visuals? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Ain't nothing like boxing. <laughs> ain't nothing like that motherfucking man, boxing. Yeah. Who right now, now we're about to jump into some shit. I'm excited okay. about that. Yeah. James, huh? You yeah. with me? You locked I, I, in. We here. We here. Let's James get Wilson here. is we up get here. We get it, man. For the first time. We about to go there. You got to understand it. Yes, sir. Who would James Wilson say right now is the king of boxing right now, currently? Who got the throne right now? And I mean boxing as a whole. Because a lot of people could look at Anthony Joshua and be like, well, he's the king of boxing because he's a heavyweight. No, Uh when Mayweather was fighting, this nigga was the clear-cut king of boxing. When De La Hoya was fighting, he was the Mm -hmm. clear-cut king of boxing. When Tyson was fighting, he was the clear-cut king of boxing. Who's the king of boxing if there is one right now in your Mm. opinion? Mm, that's that's who's that nigga right now? That's a very good question. Now, no, any division, any division, any division. Yeah. Okay. Damn, it's hard. It's just that's one. Something? Damn. Come on. All right, but okay. I like Errol Spence. Okay. Errol, Errol Spence. Okay. You just watched Errol Spence last Errol, fight. Errol Spence. Yep. He's a dog. He's not a big dude. I think Errol Spence but he is fight he like a big weight. dude. Yeah. 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 So I would definitely say he's one. See, there's so many, man. Yeah. And they all got their own. Man, Lomo got his own joint, Come his on. footwork, his movement. Yeah. It's it's a good time to be in boxing, man. Absolutely. I don't even I can't Absolutely. even pick that one, man. What do you think about the young the the young dudes, the smaller weights like mm. the Gervonta Davises? Another dog. Yeah, another dog. Another dog. What you think about my main man? Uh who's that brother? Young brother, Santa mm. Golden Boy, young Hispanic kid. He on the rise right now, uh, Garcia. Oh, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. Little speedster. Little, Little speedster. speedster. You know, I like Ryan. He's a, uh, I mean, they grew up in him to be the next De La Hoya. Yeah, for sure. He's the young. Pretty, you know yep. what I'm saying? Pretty, got that, got yep. that little swag, you know what I mean? And he's a he's a speedster. He's a flash, you know what I mean? So I love it. It's it's a lot of good people coming up, man. I love it. Yeah. Now, now what we're going to do real quick, because, you know, we could talk boxing all day. Absolutely. This Absolutely. whole episode could be completely Absolutely. about boxing. Yeah, you all day. But <laughs> with the Unselfish Behavior Podcast, I always like to open up different avenues of the journey for okay. my guest, because I think a lot of people are looking for inspiration mm. and motivation and empowerment, most yes. importantly, in this, in this generation. I want to touch on fatherhood mm. yeah i want to touch on fatherhood. Sure. i want to touch on fatherhood because well, one thing i've seen about james beast wilson no. james the beast wilson is that yes, correct sir. Yes, sir. james the beast wilson when i saw you i said man and for those of you who don't know i've been knowing james since i was probably shit if you were 16 i had to be like 12 years old yeah. 13 years yeah. old yeah, right, so right, I've been right. knowing yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. James know my family. He know yeah. my mama, my yeah. sisters, History. my brothers. You know, yeah. so this is family yeah. right History. here. Yes, now, 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 James, I want to talk a little bit about the journey. I want to talk about what what adversity have you been through mm. along this journey? Have you had moments, James, in this mm. journey to where you felt like, I'm not doing this shit no more. Mm. I want to quit. I think a lot right. of people are dealing right. with that right now. Yeah. Have you dealt with that before? If not, um, tell me how. What, what tools have you used in order to get through that? Right. You know what? The, see, it's... I don't care what you do in life, what mm-hmm. field you in, you know what I mean, what your career is. There's always going to be a point where there's there's a fork in the road, man, because yeah. shit go get hard, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's just what it is. That's, that's part of life, you right. know what I mean? I mean, growing up, 
everything that transpired in my life all helped me to become who I am now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, coming up, having to deal with homelessness, homelessness sleeping mm-hmm. in cars, Been sleeping there. on park benches, taking showers in the park, you Been know what I mean? Not knowing where your next meal is going to come from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got to go out and hit licks to make sure I eat, mm-hmm. to make sure my little sister eat, my mom eat, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We in and out of, in and out of juvenile hall, in and out of placement, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Foster care group homes. So at that point, should I even be here right now? That's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I take all that, and all that is is, is bricks. Mm-hmm. Bricks. It was a bit of bricks just to get me to who I am Absolutely. right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's still it's still far from over, you I love know? It. But if I would have been that weak-minded individual and took that and used that as my crutch, like, oh, man, I just, victim. you know what I mean? If I would have played that yeah. victim, <clears throat> I would never reach any level. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but real. I take that. And I use that as fuel, mm-hmm. as you know what? I ain't never about to be sleeping on a park bench. Ever again. I ain't never about to be sleeping in and out of motels. Ever again. You know I, I never stop. be on welfare. You know nope. what I mean? I would never have to go a day without having food in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's what I take from that, man. Now, in regards to fatherhood, because I know I brought it up, in regards to fatherhood, how important is it to instill those qualities in your children while they're young? Right. How important is that for you as a father? Oh, it's critical. Yeah. Um, you know, and they'll, see, they'll never have to go through the things I went through. That's right. But at the same time, they'll never be sheltered. Mm. They'll know that you want some shit, you got to work your ass off for mm-hmm. it. Because ain't nothing going to be given to you. Facts. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes, even when you get there, you're working your ass off. You think, oh, I deserve it now? No, you get snatched nope. away from you. There we you go. know what I mean? Or you'll get there, you'll be working, working, you get to where you, you you finally about to reach your goal, then it, something else will transpire. And that'll lead you into something else. Mm. You know what I mean? We have a plan, but that shit don't always work out like that. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready mentally. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when shit do close, when shit do, don't go your way. What's your next step? Mm-hmm. You go throw in the town and quit? Mm-hmm. Or you go keep on pushing? Right. You know I mean, that that mental toughness is key. That's real. One thing that just came to my mind, because the way my mind works, especially mm-hmm. when I'm interviewing people, I just have images. Yeah. So I'm a visionary. Yes. So I just be having, bro, images pop up in my head yeah. while people are fucking talking. <laughs> it's crazy. So one image, is, one image that just popped up in yeah. my head <clears throat> is my girl's daughter, Charlie. Shout out mm-hmm. to Charlie. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? But she's in karate right now. Uh, and when I go to her classes, I see that her sensei is really he 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 brings out a different level of himself when these kids mm. are crying while they're fighting. Right. I'm right. gonna say that one more time. Yeah. It's a yeah. difference yeah. with being in a combat sport mm-hmm. and you're fighting somebody, you're going back and forth, you both you both giving a kind of even exchange. Right. But right. it's a complete difference when you're kind of feeling like you're losing mentally. Yes. And you're crying. Yes. Right. As a kid, I think kids are very used to that Mm -hmm. being the comfort zone for them. Like Mm -hmm. if I cry, then my parents will comfort me. Right. But I see her sensei is like, no, this nigga will literally throw these. Bro, these are little ass kids. Right. Five, six year old kids. (laughs) He will snatch their ass and say, because you crying, Mm -hmm. that means to me that you want some more. Mm -hmm. So get back in there. You about to fight even more now for for an even longer period of time. Have yep. you experienced that type of element with your children to where they're like, Dad, I can't do it. I'm crying. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad they do it. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to see what you got. There we go. I want to see if you go forward or not. Mm-hmm. See, it's at that point, man, it's if you go forward or you go keep fucking going. Facts. You know what I mean? And nine times out of ten, see, here's my thing. If you're crying, you better have a reason to be crying. Mm. Are you in pain? Something hurt? Something broke? If not, then you're just looking for a way out. It's all mental. That's it. Got you. Yeah, you know I mean, and see, nobody knows what they're really capable of until they push past the point where they thought that was it. Okay, until you until you get to that point where you push past that barrier, man, you gonna never know what you're really made of. Mm. So I'm always pushing them. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they every time, no matter they whine, they cry. Oh, I know you're not the wrong you. You're tired. You're fatigued. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? In life, you go be fatigued. You gonna want to quit. You gonna want to stop. Mm-hmm. You want to give up. And the day you do that, the day you fail. Absolutely. So my whole thing is, yo, you gotta suck it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It might it might be uncomfortable right now. Come on. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. not pain. It's, it's just discomfort. <laughs> but see, when people get okay with being Be uncomfortable, you know damn well you're talking mean? my language, yeah. huh? When people get okay with being uncomfortable, Speaking that's that when they begin to grow. Mm. You know what I mean, so I'm not, I'm not that parent who's gonna pamper and baby their kids. Facts. No, life ain't go baby your Put ass. Put their ass out there, let that's them figure it. it out. That's it. That's real, that's it. bro. And it's funny listen, yep. if we don't do it. You gonna learn from the streets. Facts. Okay. They say life is the best teacher, and it's also the hardest teacher. That's real. So you want me to give it to you now and let you be prepared? That's real. Huh? Or you want to let life whoop your ass? That's real. That's real. That's one thing that I'm instilling within my daughter. My daughter is nine years old, and for me, I'm really big on like, as you could imagine, when having a daughter (laughs) is a completely different element than having a son, because with daughters, they look to us for that protection aspect. Mm For that reassurance aspect yes, of like, if yes. I come to daddy and I give him the mushy eyes, then he'll give me what I want. <laughs> right, right. But for me, I'm really like, bro, I'm so like that with my daughter. Yeah, if yeah. you come to me and tell me somebody's bothering you, mm-hmm. if you come to me and tell me something's hurting, are right. you dying? Do you need surgery? Right. Do we need to go to the hospital? Right. No, all those things are off the board. So right. my biggest thing that I tell my daughter yeah. all the time is figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, because sir. in life, Daddy may not be there right. while you're dealing with adversity, but right. if you're so used to using me as your comfort zone, yes. you will have no idea how to get through things when they're uncomfortable. Absolutely. So for me, I'm super, super big on that. And I think parents need to take more uh, initiative in instilling those type of qualities within right. their kids at an early age and not just pampering and hugging their kids right. when they're crying. Like you just said, right. it's so pivotal. I hope y'all caught what he said. Just because your kid is crying don't mean right. they're hurting. Right. I'm going to say that one more time, James. Yes, sir. James, the beast Wilson is in the building. Yes, sir. Listen to me. Like, just because they're crying don't mean they're hurting. Right. So for me, I'm really big on like, what are you crying for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hear that shit. Get your ass back out there. Because it's in those moments, especially as an adult, when right. life hits your ass right. and you cry, and I've been there. When you mentioned your homelessness, it took me right back to my journey and being homeless for a yeah. year and a half. I know you've seen my video yes, that I posted earlier, that I posted yesterday. And for me, I'm so, so passionate about sharing that de- sharing that dynamic with people yes. because I think we live in an age, especially with us being influencers and people looking at us as like kind of like, okay, you walking in your purpose, you right. doing your thing, whatever the case may be. They can right. get so caught up in the winds that they'll have no idea of the losses that it yes, took sir. to get there. Man. And so for me, that shit brought out another version of me. Mm. Oh, I got to say it one yeah, more time, yeah, James. Yeah. It brought out a version of me that I didn't even know was possible. I wasn't right. even aware that this person you're sitting mm. across from was possible. I knew I was right. powerful. I knew I had things to offer. I knew I was passionate about the things I was doing. Yeah. But I had no fucking clue that I can manage multiple platforms at one time, mm. that I can connect with people on a deep and intimate level, sustain relationships, create right. networking uh, platforms. Like, like I didn't have no idea that I would be in front of a fucking camera doing a podcast mm. two years from then right. and, and, and having people contacting me saying, yo, you simply sharing your story and being transparent is inspiring the fuck out of me. Hmm. I had no idea that element of it was possible. Right. So for me, I'm touching on my, my post right now. That's mm-hmm. the first image that just came to my head. You know, I think of images. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying, James? So yeah. my post just came to my head and I talked a lot about stop running from taking L's. Mm. 
and you wrote on my on my post you said facts yes sir and yeah. i want to get your perspective on embracing losses yeah. embracing losing right. the first thing that i ask my daughter when i pick her up from school and when she gets with me is what did you fail at today mm. what did you fail at today i, like I want to know about man eh, eh, eh. yeah what did you fail at today what could you have been better at today what? So, because I want the initiative to be, I want the focus to be on that so that you're comfortable with failing in life. Because guess right. what? Failing in life is a norm. Yes, sir. And, and it's a requirement in order to be great. Yes. No great has, ne has ever not failed Absolutely. before. So my thing is, my perspective is embrace the L. Shit, when you got challenges, when right. you have things to where it's like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. When you have equations in school to where it's like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going <laughs> to. Like, like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, you yeah. think from a kid's perspective, like, I don't know how the fuck to do this. Right. Okay. James didn't always know how to fucking box. Right. His ass got in the gym. He practiced. He yep. studied. He stayed consistent when yeah. it was hard. When he had pain, he kept yep. fucking going. He didn't stop going to the gym. So Absolutely. what is your perspective on embracing L's? Man, it's uh, like you said, it's needed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people get caught up in the, oh, I, I never want to lose. And not knowing that <laughs> you need that adversity, man. Thanks. That adversity brings a certain version of yourself out of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you look at all the greats, who do we when you think of greatness, what do you think of? Kobe Bryant, yeah. Walter Payton, yeah. Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. Everybody's hit the canvas. Mm -hmm. Everybody's failed. Everybody's Facts. lost. And that doesn't discredit them. They still the greatest to ever to ever do what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But from that L, you know what they did? That Come made on. them more hungry. Facts. So that elevated yeah. them. Even though they may have fell down for a second, that that slight fall made them elevate higher than they was that before they lost. That's real. That's real. Yeah. So my, I'm on the same page as you, man. Mm -hmm. I, I've lost before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And all that did was make me down. Let me get my ass back back to work. Mm -hmm. Now I got to go back to the drawing board. Okay. I did X, Y, Z. Okay. Let me change it up. Do it this way. I mean, let me let me be more intelligent about the moves I was making. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's just a growing process, man. Yeah. Embrace that shit. It, yeah. It's needed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think when you said that, I just another image popped up in my head. 2008 NBA mm. Finals. I'm a huge Laker fan. Yeah. You gotta understand, yeah. a huge yeah. Kobe Bryant fan as well. Yes, sir. So when you said that, the first thing I thought the about Mamba. Was, man, come <laughs> on, the Mamba. He lost in 2008 to the Boston Celtics in yeah. Boston. And I'll never yes. forget that image in my head of Kobe Bryant walking off that stage with the green confetti coming down. Right, right. And if you remember, we won in 2009. You're a Laker fan? Yep, absolutely. Come on now. We won in 2009. The, yep. the following year, we lost. We beat the Magic. And then right. the following year after that, we beat the Celtics. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, shit, we had the Celtics. <laughs> I'm was, like, come on. One. Nigga, I we've been waiting that. on you bitch yeah. ass niggas. Because <laughs> two years ago, y'all niggas whooped our ass. I and that's remember when we had that. that big three yeah. with KG and Ray Allen and Rondo oh, and Paul yeah, Pierce. Yeah. They had a squad. Yep. But I'll yep. never forget what Kobe said after he won that championship. We wouldn't have won this year if we didn't lose in 2008. Man. It was a different type of chip on our shoulders, he said. Right. When we knew we had to play them in the finals, right. oh, it was ball game. Right. It was ball game. Like, we wanted y'all. Mm -hmm. Y'all the monster of the NBA. Right. We want you motherfuckers. Right. I'm thinking of something right now, though, James. You know, obviously, we're still talking about fatherhood. What do you think the difference is between raising boys mm. opposed to girls? And do you think you would have the same expectations for mm -hmm. your girls and would you be just as hard on them mm -hmm. you know as you are with your boy i'm not gonna say hard on yeah. them i think that's kind of yeah because yeah. i'm right. the same way with my girl that you are right. with your boys right but would you have the same expectations for your girls as you will with your boys and what would that look like for you uh you know what to be honest man um it wouldn't be any any different love you it. Know what i mean and um 
she would have to do the same thing they do. Love it. You know what I mean? She would have to get in there and fight them just like they fight each other. Real. You know what I mean? Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change nothing, man. Mm. Like she go go in there and she go get active. I love it. And yeah, man, she, she, I'm pretty sure she would embrace it. See, the funny thing is, girls, man, yeah. sometimes girls be more with it than little boys. Oh yeah, they, she would go they, up there and whoop her big brother's yeah, ass. Yeah. <laughs> huh? You better get ready. Stop playing. Yeah, yeah, that's real. They be with it, man. And uh, man, it's, it's that creating that mindset, man. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And because it, she would carry herself a certain way for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, and we got to remember, man, we we minorities, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you know I mean. Mm-hmm. Black men, black women, black boys, black little girls, man. Yeah. We looked at a certain way yeah. from society, man. They got a certain perception mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. from jump, whether they know us or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean. So there's definitely a certain aura that we need to carry about ourselves. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. when traveling our road, going through this thing we call life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so everything I do with my boys, same thing I would do with my girl, all that shit would do is instilling them that confidence. Mm-hmm. Too many people walking around here with low confidence. Facts. Man. You know what I mean? They yeah. walking around like they beaten and broken, man, mm-hmm. just because they're not getting the proper morals and characteristics and values and Come on, James talking age. that talk. So That's real. It w- with that being said, it wouldn't be no difference. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I'm thinking about, because I work with kids too, and so for me, I think about these little kids and these fights I'll be breaking up all day between the second <laughs> and fucking third graders. How old are your boys? Uh, about to be 12, 8, okay. and 6. 12, 8, and 6. Yeah. Okay, got you. So you looking at, you got you a third grader, second grader? Uh, sixth grader. What's the what's the eight-year-old? He's second grade, third second, grade. Second. So he's second grade. And, and then, then kindergarten. Got, and then you got kindergarten yeah. and 13-year-old. He's like in sixth grade. You said six? The 12, yeah, he's in sixth. He's in sixth grade. Got yeah, you, got you, yeah. got you. So for me, how do you in seeing how you raising your boys yeah. to be very conscious, I would say, from a combative standpoint, mm, right? And right. how to protect themselves. Right. How do you balance that from like, okay, kids, I'm I'm teaching y'all how to fight, but don't be going whooping everybody <laughs> ass at school. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be bullying. Right. right? Like, what's right. your thing with right. like bullying with, with, with the youth? I see it a lot. I see yeah. it a lot, man. Like kids yeah. who are bigger. Then smaller kids, kids right. who maybe know a little bit more than other right, kids, right. they use what they know to mm-hmm. kind of like pick on kids. What would right. and I would be scared to have you as a fucking dad. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? As a young buck, I'd be like, like damn. <laughs> but what would James's yeah. reaction be if he ever got a phone call from a teacher mm-hmm. like, yo, your boys are up here bullying? Like they're uh-huh. just fucking up people. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Come get him. Come get now. these niggas, man. These niggas <laughs> out of control, man. What's, what what was your reaction be all from a bully and stuff uh, for kids? <laughs> now, good thing I would probably never get that call. Perfect. Cuz they don't have that type of character. I love you it. Know what I mean? Yeah. And they know what they doing. They're good at what they do. Love it. But outside of them fighting and training with me and doing their sport, they mellow. Yeah, they chill. They 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 kids. They have fun and Love play it. and want to run around and do everything else every every kid is doing. You mm-hmm. know. But with that being said, if it came down to it, yeah, they go definitely handle the situation. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like you said, bullying is crazy right now, man. Yeah. Like you oh, got yeah. when you got little kids killing themselves. Oh yeah, because of people bullying them, whether it be physical or on social media. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that, that's a problem, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, and a lot of times it's just because, again, these kids lack confidence mm-hmm. and they're scared to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. of course, we don't want to be physical. We don't want no altercations. First thing first, we want to use, we want, we want to be verbal about it. Right. You know I mean, use our words. Right. But once it's past that, man, you got you got to know how to shut shit down. Absolutely. You know, my mom raised me in a way to where she was like, yo. 
you can allow anybody to say anything yeah. they want, but if somebody put their hands on you, you right. got a green light to fuck them up in any capacity. And for me, I instill that quality within my daughter as yeah. well. I'm so pissed, yeah. especially with girls, bro. Yeah. Especially with girls. I'm seeing young boys slapping up girls in elementary right. school, yes. bro, yeah. where I'm yeah. at. And I be telling these girls, like, hit them motherfucking boys back. What is wrong right. with y'all? Don't be right. walking away crying. Yep. Whoop they ass. Yep. I'm a coach out here. Yeah. Well, I ain't obviously talking. Hey, right. parents, I ain't talking to your kids like that <laughs> at school is what I'm saying. Right, right. But, but I'm saying and I think it's important for these girls to protect themselves, especially, you know, these second graders, third graders, these little yeah. girls, man. Yeah. These boys be up there yeah. trying to act them up. Because you know food. what, man? If they don't do it now, as they get as they grow up and become an adult, they ain't going to do it then. Facts. And if you got people yep. on the job, sexual harassment, yep. or you in the streets, in the club, yep. and you just go accept it. That yeah. shit got to be broken early. Or even a relationship. Yeah. You have an abusive-ass yeah. boyfriend that's whooping your ass, right. and you'll normalize that because it's right. like, well, that's what I'm used to. Exactly. Right? Now yeah. we gon we gonna talk because we on the youth right now, yeah. and, I, and I'm and I'm very passionate about just kind of at risk youth. Yes, and I th and I believe youth to be it as well. Um, what is how do you use what you do to mm -hmm. inspire at risk youth kids that are born and raised in the hood that right. feel like they don't have no way out? Right. Their parents on crack cocaine, their parents on drugs, their parents in jail, their brothers is gang banging. Right. They see nothing but chaos around them, mm -hmm. and it's very easy for kids to normalize that and to yeah. feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. How important is it for you to kind of use your platform to inspire at risk youth? Yeah, man, that's, you know, even before I was doing what I was doing now, man, for me, it's just all about reaching back and touching those that we yeah. came from the same situation. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we, we was in juvie. Yeah. We was in group home. We was mm -hmm. in foster care. Yeah, but look where I am now, man. Yeah. But that just come from a choice that I made. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You ain't got to be a victim of your circumstance. Mm -hmm. We all got the power to change our situation. Yeah. But what determines that is our work ethic. Mm -hmm. What determines that is our will and our heart, our desire. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? to get up out that that rut that we in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always try to go back to different group homes around LA, man. Um, primarily the one I work with, Eagleston Youth Center. Gotcha. So I go there, man, I started a program up there of strength conditioning and fitness and martial arts. Love it. So, you know, I mean, these are teenage boys, 13 to 18, cooped up in the house with 20 something other mm -hmm. boys, you know? So I try to go back there and uh, instill in them the characteristics and values and morals that's gonna help carry them to the next level in their life. I love it. Through fitness and martial arts. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Taking what I got, the skill that I acquire, and passing it along to them, man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you say that, you say these boys, man. I'm super passionate about inspiring young black boys in particular yes. in the hood, at risk youth. Right. And for me, one of the biggest things that I try to instill within these boys, I found myself talking to a group of boys today while I was yeah. at work, honestly. And I always tell these boys, you know, they come to me and I'm breaking up fights all day. For, right. Where I feel like I break up fights for a fucking living. <laughs> yeah. You know, and these boys, they come to me, yo, Coach Q, he did this, right. he said this, he did this, I'm about to whoop his ass. Right. All right, listen, you come here, you come here. I told this boy today, the biggest, mm. powerful, the, the most powerful weapon that you have, right. I told him straight up, yeah. as a young black boy, is your ability to control yourself when Man. somebody says something to you. Yes. Now, if you go out these gates mm. and you grow up living in a world to where you're so used to fighting every single person that don't like you verbally, right. Right. you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. How important is it for yeah. you to instill those characteristics in your boys of like self-control? Yeah. Like, just because somebody says something to you yes. don't mean you have to go physical. Right. But if somebody right. hits you, break his fucking neck. Handle your business. Handle your business. Right. Do what you got to right. do. You right. know what I'm saying? Put his ass in a sleeper. I right. see you, boy. Right. <laughs> Young boy with the ponytail yeah, set. Yeah, Be oh, smart yeah. or no, He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. I ain't playing with it. Look, but, but how important is self-control for you as a fighter, yeah. as somebody who's in combat sports, and instilling that within the youth as well? Yo, that, that's crazy you brought that up, man. Especially, okay, 
black men. Yeah. Okay. When we looked at, we looked at what? We'll be angry. Get yeah. mad. We go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't know how to control our emotions. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to verbalize shit, you mm-hmm. know? And from a martial arts perspective, yep. we're very humble. When you mm-hmm. look at people who do martial arts, they don't walk around, you know what I mean, with their chest out mm-hmm. trying to fuck everybody up they see. Yep. It's very internal, it's very peaceful, it's very it's, it's just everybody's very humble. Right. There's a lot of humility. And that's the way my boys carry themselves. Love it. That's the that's the same thing I'm trying to teach you the kids, you know, that's in the group home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, you ain't got to walk around like you're really badass. Right. Be confident within yourself and know your ability, know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, now if you need to go there, you can go there. Mm-hmm. But it's not about projecting violence on everybody that you see, man. Right. It's you know, right. Controlling your emotions, use it when necessary. That's you know real. What I mean, and it's just uh, it ain't it ain't hard to do. Mm-hmm. But you got to make that decision. It's something that you got to practice on every day through your craft. That's real. You know what I mean, when you get when you in the dojo and you getting your ass whipped every day, come on, to be great, come on. Yeah, you know I mean, come on. Then you finally reach that. Mm. It's not hard to humble yourself because mm. you know what you had to go through to right, get there. Right, right, right. You know what I mean, yeah. It's very easy to I can imagine too. It's it's very easy to um, uh, rely on emotional yeah. uh, uh, on an emotional charge when you in the dojo, when right. you in the ring, right, right. what have you. I remember Mike Tyson said, everybody got a game plan until they get punched in the sure face. Enough. <laughs> yeah, hey. Out the, win- out the window. A, everybody got a game yes. plan until they get punched yeah. in the fucking face. Right. And then your emotions take charge of you right. and you just like, boom. Um, but, but what happens when we act on emotion? Come on. We get sloppy. Yeah. We get wild. You forget the game plan. We make mistakes. Real. And that's when we get caught. Real. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of the main things. Like when I'm training my sons, right? They'll get mad. They're getting touched up. Nobody wants to get hit. Nobody wants Facts. to get touched. Facts. So how are you going to change that? Mm-hmm. You go you go get mad and go crazy and get wild and then just try to go in, into you your mode yeah. and you get caught. No, you take it, internalize it, process it in your mind. Mm. Don't let me see how you feeling. You process it within you. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you set up what you want, what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we ain't always got to act right off, right, right off the bat. Right. Take a second. Process it. All right, cool. Keep it inside. Make your move. Never allow your opponent to know when you absolutely when, when not. You, when you, you may him. hurt me. You ain't gonna know you hurt me. You ain't gonna know you hurt me. Yeah, I'm still up in there bouncing yeah. around this motherfucker. Yeah, that's real. That's yep. real. How has the spot? Does the spotlight? Does being in the spotlight mm. bring a different aspect of pressure for you? Mm. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Um, it's funny. I, I get asked a lot, like, how does it feel? It's a lot of pressure since everybody compares me to Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. Like. That's cool. I appreciate it. There'll never be another Mike Tyson. Right. You know what I mean? I'm me. I'm James DeBeast Wilson. Come on now. Uh, pressure will be there for whatever you do. Right. Everybody, if it ain't no pressure, ain't nobody got high expectation of you. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. That's real. <laughs> so I just take that, like, appreciate it. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do me. Right. You know what I mean? You can't do nobody else but yourself, can't nobody man. Else do, do and when you, like you try to, do, when you try to do somebody else, you're going to fail because you're not doing it for you. Mm-hmm. I'm big on that, James. That's authenticity right there. Absolutely. I'm big on authenticity. How do you, like, for me, for me, bro, especially being in the in the field I'm in, bro, it's overly saturated with mm. inauthentic motherfuckers. Yes. I'm gonna say uh, that one more yes. time. Uh, it's so many people out here that's trying, right. trying to be more. I'm talking to y'all right now. Right. It's so many of y'all out there that's <laughs> yeah. trying to be motivational. Mm. Y- y'all y'all right. trying to be inspiring. Right. It's a lot of y'all out there that's trying to be Eric Thomas. Right. That's trying right. to be Gary V. Mm. That's trying to be Inky Johnson. Mm. That's trying to be Les Brown. Yep. My power 
resides in me knowing mm. who I am and moving accordingly. Yes. So for me, I just told a group of boys I want to go speak at a middle school, mm. MSDS, some middle school, and uh, off Adams and where was we at? Arlington, wow. on the corner of Arlington and Adams. I spoke at that middle school slash high school, mm. and I told these boys and these girls, I said, your biggest superpower is your ability to be authentic. Right. Like, And I think people are afraid of authenticity and being themselves because of judgment. You agree show, with that? Show enough. Yeah. Show enough. Like we we so like we live in a generation where people are so drawn to be who they feel are going to be most right. accepted as right. instead of just being who you want to be and right. fuck whoever don't like it. Too many people is basing their actions off of the opinions of other motherfuckers. That's real. That's what they're doing. That's absolutely real, bro. So for me, I'm super big on self validation. Yeah. I don't need nobody to validate who right. I already know I am. It's already written. Absolutely. For you, um, I want to talk a little bit about what part of your journey, bro, did you really start seeing a shift happen from a success standpoint? Mm. Like, at what point in your journey, what year, what month, what, what, at what point in the journey did James say, okay, yeah, now it's, it's we, we, we getting there. It's big time now. Yeah. yeah. What was that moment like for you? What did mm. that look like? Um, Man, it was, it was crazy. Like, uh, one of my first big fights, man. I had like a, a big ass, a, a big ass first round knockout, nice. and it ended up being like knockout of the year. You know what nice. I'm saying? That, that joint's still running even today. Love it. And it was wait, just, was that uh, the white boy who fell out the ring? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Saw yeah, it on your page. Yeah. Damn, you knocked that and boy so, out cold. He's still asleep. Yeah, I don't know where he. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he retired after that or what. That nigga gone. Hope you're all right though, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. You it's know? only business, huh? Yeah, I yeah, heard. yeah. But. You know, then you get all the calls coming in. Mm. We need to fly you here. We need you here. And, you, and it's like, oh, shit, shit, shit taking off. You see the shift. But then even though you get a shift, there's always going to be a setback. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even though that 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 rose up, then it came to a period where shit died down. Mm. And then it's like, that make you think. You start processing shit differently. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Like, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then shit will take off again. And you come back down, mm. but see, because of when shit like that, man, from the hot to the cold to the back, to yeah. the hot, you know what I'm saying? Roller coaster. It's at moments like that where people will be like, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah, what am I doing? I mean, I should be here already. Mm. I should be doing this already. It ain't your time. Mm. You know what I mean, you got you got a couple of, a couple of trials and errors to go through before you get to where you're really supposed to supposed to be at. That's real. Yeah, you know I mean, that's real. Like. So I, I've experienced all of that, the highs, the lows, the being a man, the being on top, to, to losing a bullshit fight on a decision. Like, yeah, the them got to like, hurt, right? Yeah. The decision yeah, fights. Yeah. I think that's where knockout artists are like very like cautious about. Like, I'm not even about to let this shit go to 12 rounds because right, I'm literally right. leaving my destiny in, this, in the hands of judges. Right. 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 Yeah. Man, I, I've that. experienced that. We're like, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in another country fighting they, the champ of their country. You know what I mean? Biased. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't put him down, you're not getting a decision. You know what I mean? So it's I, not I, I, happening. I experienced that. But from that, I wasn't like, oh, man, fuck this shit. No, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this happen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm knocking every motherfucker yeah. out. Yeah. That's real. James Wilson, man, you got to understand, bro. We in yeah. a space right now yeah. of inspiration. Yeah. And I feel like if I wasn't on camera, nigga, I'd just sit here and talk to you for five fucking and we, hours. And we could. <laughs> <laughs> we could. And we definitely man, could, it's, man. It's, for it's real. an honor, for real. bro, to, to speak to somebody that's in your profession. You're the first com combative sport. Yeah. Is that a fucking word? Combative sport? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who gives a Combat, fuck? Yeah. I just made it Combatives, up. Yeah. Combative yeah. sport? Yeah. You're the first person that we've had that's in the combat sports yeah. on, on the Unselfish Behavior Podcast. Uh -huh. 
And I think that you dropping gems, bro, that's so needed for the people. Um, I'm that. very intentional, bro, with who I bring on this show. Yeah. Because I know that it's all about the people. Absolutely. My whole journey, bro, is of service to others. Yeah. For me, I, I would never give God the justice. Mm. I would never give God the the the, the representation mm. if I don't acknowledge that the gift that he instilled within right. me is to literally give to yes. other people. Yes. Hence the name unselfish. Yes, sir. Yes, behavior. sir. Yes, sir. So my main man, James, the beast Wilson, we always like to end out all of our episodes with allowing yeah. our guests to look at this camera right here. Yes, sir. And what you're going to do, my main man, James, the beast Wilson, you're going to leave them out with what we call here yeah. an unselfish message. OK, that message could be centered around any topic, any message that you yeah. want to leave the audience with, okay. whether it's from this interview, whether it's from life, anything, any morals, any standards, any yeah. values that you stand for. for sure. Just kind of leave them out with an ending message. What is James, the beast Wilson's unselfish message at that camera right there. Listen, man, check it out. Wherever you're at in your life right now, man, whatever trials you don't face, man, whatever closed doors you don't face, man, just know that eventually something's going to open up for you, man. Eventually what you're working towards is going to happen, but you got to be willing to persevere. You got to be willing to keep going, man. You got to be willing to have some late nights and some early mornings, man. It's going to be times you ain't going to get your ass up, but that's when you got to suck it up, man. Use that mental. You understand? This is the strongest thing we got on our body, man. This controls everything else, man. Now, if you really want it, if it's really worth having, man, then you're going to keep your ass going, man, no matter how hard it get, man. So, beast mode or no, man. Beast mode or no mode. You need to hear it again. Beast mode or no mode, man. On, 150%, man. baby. That's it. All in or nothing. Beast mode or no motherfucking you know I mean? mode. You better understand yeah. what's going yeah. on up in here. Yeah. We got the one and only, the future yes, sir. heavyweight champion yes, sir. of the world, Yes. James yeah. the Beast Wilson. James, I want to be at your next fight, bro. Stop playing with me. You in there. Huh? Not, not a problem. Huh? You in, I got huh? you. Come on now. Two hey, tickets, hey. three tickets, four tickets. I got tickets. whatever you need. Need four whatever tickets. you need. We, 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 yeah. Come on now. James, we up in there. We in there. You up in that mother. I'm manifesting I'm it right now yeah. on camera because I am a master <laughs> manifester at this type of shit. I hey. promise you. Hey. You will be fighting Deontay Wilder within the next two years. Fighting for the heavyweight championship within yeah. the next two years. That could be a month from now. Who knows? That's real. But, but what I'm saying is this man, James the Beast Wilson. Yeah. We'll be fighting Deontay Wilder for the heavyweight championship of the world. And this man is going to reign supreme. Best believe. I can feel that. Best I can see that right now. And you I heard, heard you say first. manifest it. Come on now. I, 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 you just Come said on. something else, man. See, a lot of people don't believe in speaking things to us. Come on. Man. But if you want it, you got to let that shit roll off your tongue first and foremost. Come on. You know what I mean? I do that. Let the actions follow, baby. I do that. It's all going to fall in place, man. That's real. That's real, man. Yep. So that is a wrap for this episode of the Unselfish Behavior Podcast. Yeah. It was such an honor to have you here, I my brother James. Man. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You are family forever. I'm Already so glad know. that we oh, reconnected, my brother. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For Merry sure. Christmas to all of y'all out there, man. Happy holidays. And you already know we yeah. always got to shout the team out here at Unselfish Behavior Podcast. Shout out to my main man, Be Visuals. You know what I'm saying? The lead, the head of the production staff yeah, here. Yeah. And you already know my queen is in the building. You know, she go by the name of Simone. You know what I'm saying? Also, just a member of my life. You know what I'm saying? That's I think right. that's, that's right. very pivotal to just have somebody in your yeah, corner. Yeah. The rock. The rock. The foundation. You got to have that in business and you got to have it at home. So shout out to Simone. Shout out to Exclusive Slay. Shout out to my daughter, Delilah. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Miss Tootie. Shout out to my mama. Shout out to everybody. Shout yeah. out to Karen. You know what I'm saying? That is a wrap for this episode of Unselfish Behavior Podcast. Yeah. Until next time. And we out. Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, King Q. If you liked that episode, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, and leave a comment. And also, if you want to follow the movement, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unselfish Behavior Podcast. And as you know, we out.